and dinks. Welcome to Dentists in the Know. This is your backstage pass for current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. With me is Dr. Jennifer Bell. You know her as JB and Dr. Chad Duplantis. We are all practicing dentists. We are all educators and we are all business owners. Our job is to bring all of you in the know. It's Wednesday, it's after work time, but more importantly, it's hump day. That means it's happy hour for the dentists in the know. This is your backstage look at current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. It's live, and it's over a cocktail. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. My co-hosts are this lovely lady across from the ugly guy in the middle. Her name is JB, Dr. Jennifer Bell. Actually, that strapping, handsome man in the good-looking jacket is Dr. Mm. Chad Duplantis. And he, as well as Jennifer and myself, are all practicing dentists. We are all educators. We are all business owners. And you know what our job is? Our job is to bring all of you in the know. So how about, because we have an incredible guest tonight, um, would one of you like to introduce our guest, JB? I think yeah, we're going to research on this. And uh, hey, I say- just want to say something real quick before we bring our guest on because it pertains to our guest. Please. I just got off of a webinar and Dr. Roger Levine was one of the guests on the webinar. And he specifically stated tonight that if you don't have a membership in your practice, you're way behind the times and you have to have a membership plan because people are dropping insurance. I'm just going to leave it at that. Good segue, Chad. JB, introduce our guest. Sorry. I thought thought Dave might like that a little bit. Yeah. So I met some of the folks at Clear a few years ago. I think actually all three of us in some capacity through our former relationships with Catapult and doing some product evaluation and, and things like that. We, had the opportunity to meet uh, with the folks at Clear to talk about their product offerings in the membership um, services space. And I was super intrigued at that time and and sort of have been kind of following the company and, and staying um, in conversation to see where they're evolving. And they, they absolutely are, are continuing to come up with incredibly innovative strategies, I think, to your point, Chad, to be responsive to the needs of this marketplace that um, where dental insurances and providers are having a very contentious relationship. And then you've got a decent segment of the population that's finding themselves uninsured and needing a solution. And so I think, I think clear has been very innovative in seeing that strategy from, from a distance and coming up with opportunities for providers and patients to win in that space so I thought it was a great opportunity for us to bring them on tonight to open that conversation. We really have never talked about membership plans before on the program or, or really dabbled in that space much. So we're lucky to have Dave Monahan, who's the CEO of Clear, with us tonight and uh, talk a little bit about um, their company, what services they're providing for dentists, 
where they see the industry going and, and what needs will be very evident for us as providers and for our patients over the next Probably they're looking decades out. So we're really honored to have you guys here and and to share a little bit about your company. So welcome, Dave. Glad to have hey, you. Dave. Hey, hey, hey Dave. Hey, that was a very nice introduction. And uh, Chad, that was a great intro on uh, you know so that uh, uh, Levine talking about it, or about, talking about membership plans. So I appreciate that. Uh, it was it was hilarious. I was just listening to Doctor Levine, and I was like, wow, this is just so relevant. So. Mm-hmm. Glad it happened. Yeah. Awesome. So, so Dave, tell us a little bit about what got you into this space, you know, a little bit about your journey to get you to the point where you're now the CEO of a of a company providing membership plans for dentists. Yeah, so I'll give you a, a brief background. So I actually came from the tech world. I was an engineer. I actually work, used to work at, uh, at North of Grumman, and we designed avionic systems for fighter aircraft and drones and the whole story there, but we, we did a lot of pretty cool stuff. It was Wait, like- stop right there. We're <laughs> going to have to have a conversation after the show about that. So, but go ahead, please. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they went, or whatever, what your appetite. We actually worked on the first 70 foot wingspan drones for military use. Um, and we flew them over Bosnia and all kinds of, it was really cool stuff. But anyway, I uh, left there, worked for Microsoft for about eight years, uh, ran a number of their businesses. It was back when, Microsoft was in the crazy days, and uh, Bill Gates was there. Very accessible. I used to meet with him and Steve Ballmer quite a bit. Um, and lots of stories there, by the way, as well. We'll have to have some wine over some of those stories. And then I uh, left there and started uh, my own company, and we made wearable devices. And what I really started getting into, what I really enjoyed, was applying technology into healthcare. And so we created wearable devices before people knew what they were, and it would monitor your body and wirelessly send your data up through uh, all kinds of different wireless things we made because back then things weren't embedded with wireless and uh, that was we uh, got acquired by a medical diagnostics company um, and actually you guys are talking uh, about some COVID things in the past but we we actually the company went public a couple months ago and one of their big things is they do home diagnostic testing for COVID and other um, uh, viral issues so the company is now very large. It's like 4,000 people. Um, but then after I sold the company, my other company, that company, uh, it, was at, it was 2016, looking for something to do, ran into a uh, small DSO. They own six dental practices. And uh, they told me about the issues in dental care and how patients couldn't get access to care, how insurance was a pain, how difficult it was. And up to that point, I knew nothing about insurance or Dental services. I went to the dentist every six months. That was my experience. And but when he when he talked about it, I could feel the passion. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to dig into this. So I spent about six months. I hired a third party uh, market research firm. And the net is clear came from that market research. We saw a need uh, to basically get rid of the middleman, apply some technology into the uh, market, and just make life better for patients and for uh, dentists. Where are you from, Dave? From outside Philadelphia. Oh man, I had you pegged a little bit closer towards Boston, but that's okay. I get, I get, Chad, I get that all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, you, you fulfilled such a great need with, with the membership plans, and um, I, I love the way that you all are growing. Um, What? 
I, I don't even know how to phrase this, but maybe like, do you see a trend and is it millennials? I know. I mean, that's a huge uh, segment of the population or is it the retirees? Who do you find more is subscribing to these uh, membership plans in the dental practices or, or is there even a, a segment that's subscribing more than the others? Yeah, it's a really good question. So to understand, I'll, I'll give you the numbers in a second, but the one big issue in the marketplace is once people retire, they lose their dental benefits, right? And it's not right. provided through Medicare. So a lot of people who had coverage lose it. And about 70% of uh, retirees do not buy dental coverage. And so there's a huge opportunity there. That's one big opportunity. The second opportunity is millennials. So they sort of got you know screwed a bit when they came out of college and a lot of companies weren't offering benefits the way they used to. And then all the other economic issues, 2008, and then obviously recently with COVID. And so a lot of millennials actually don't have dental insurance. And then there's families in between the two. There, there are families who don't have uh, dental coverage. So the net is on our platform, about 40% are 55 plus, about 20, and the other 60% are split between millennials and Gen X. That's sort of the rough uh, estimate. Now, it can sway, obviously, depending on where a dental practice is located and demographics around that practice, but that's on the, the overall platform across all 50 states. Welcome to Fuller Butts, a behind the scenes plastic surgery podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons on an exclusive full-access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, Drs. Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty and between debunking myths, uncovering truths, or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field. We've got something for everyone. Do you have statistics? Sorry, Jeff. Do you have statistics? Because I think, one, I love the data. I I love the fact that you guys are doing so much market research because we have so much to learn from that. Do you find the usage of the membership plan and the, the number of people that opt into that, is their usage higher than those who obtain insurance plans through their employers? So it's a great question. So we actually do this analysis for the practices on our platform. We'll pull their practice management data and we'll analyze how their clear patients are behaving versus insured patients versus uninsured patients. And I'll, I'll just go through those real quickly. So first, Clear patients versus uninsured patients. Clear patients will come in twice as often, buy twice as much treatment. Uh, they're much more loyal to the practice. They uh, they they come to about three times more uh, checkups, things like that. So they just come in a lot more often. They accept a lot more treatment. It's pretty simple, right? Somebody without coverage doesn't commit as much as somebody with coverage, and that's sort of across the board. Comparing a clear patient to an insured patient, they come in almost exactly the same. So their behavior is very, very close. We see a little uptick on clear patients accepting treatment a little above insurance. And we think that's because insurance has caps and they also have all kinds of like things they won't cover. Yeah. Where a clear, practice, a clear uh, plan, you cover everything, right? There's discounts off of any treatment that you're ready to get. So people are more willing to commit and there's no caps uh, during the year. So uh, clear patients accept more. But here's the key you're going to collect about 30 or 40% more 
with a clear patient than you are with an insured patient. And that's yeah. because of those crazy discounts the insurers take. So yeah. It's, it's, and we'll, we, what basically what we'll do is for any practice that's been on the platform, we typically draw a line about six months so you can get some experience, get some patients on, get them coming in. Once you're on for about six months, we'll do that analysis for your practice. Hey, Dinks podcast listeners. You love the sound, but you miss seeing our lovely faces. Be sure and join us on our weekly Facebook Live or on our YouTube channel at Dentist in the Know. We'd love to have you subscribe and be with us at all times, everywhere. That's amazing. Um, I think the question, though, that that everyone out there has, Dave, quite frankly, is what are you drinking? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. So it's a very seasonal uh, drink. So I, it's actually a triple um, Belgian, and it's called mm. Rainbow Nice. From a local brewery. Uh, I love it. Very, very good. So, um, but again, thanks for joining us. Um, I have a, a couple of questions. One is I want to take, because I think some of the people who are going to watch this, some of them will want to know what is a membership plan? Can you describe what is a membership plan and how is it different than an insurance policy? Because I think some I think that there is a tendency for dentists to say, you know, oh, we're going to offer our own in-office insurance plan, which is the dumbest thing you can do is to call it insurance, right? Right. Uh, because it's not. So what is a, me a membership plan? What does that look like? And how does that differ from a, a, a traditional insurance plan for a patient? Yeah, actually, I... About the word insurance, actually, pretty much every state, it's illegal to call membership plan insurance because insurance, the name is reserved for things that have been approved by the insurance the body of the state. So that, one thing is I tell people, don't call it insurance. Uh, regulators aren't happy about that. Um, but anyway, so a membership plan, let me describe it first and I'll talk about the differences with insurance. It's a really simple concept. So as a dental practice, you design care plans that you offer to your your to your patients, and they pay you a subscription for access to that plan. And typically, a practice will have three care plans, but we customize them for the practice depending on what their demographics are of their patients. So typical will be you'll have one plan for uh, children, one for adults, and one for perio patients. And then what's inside the plan is your you know uh, two claimings a year, you know your two exams. Um, you can put fluoride in there if you're, you 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 uh, apply fluoride. You can put discounts on other treatment. You can do things like provide discounts on orthodontic treatment. You can design this to be whatever it is that you, as a practice you want to provide to the patient. You typically throw like a free emergency exam in there, things like that. And so at the core of it is it's preventative care is what you're providing plus discounts off, off of other treatment. The average discount off of UCR in our platforms about 15% on all other treatment outside of the preventative care. And so I talked about the three plans, but if you're a, um, you know, a, a, a practice focus or has more uh, older patients, you might have a senior's plan, right? So you might, you know, have one that's for 65 plus, things like that. Or if you're focused on children, you might have you know, uh, plans for children based on different age groups. And and so it's customized, but the difference, the key, dif key differences between this and insurance 
One is you get rid of all the crazy terms and small print and 20 page contracts that the patient doesn't understand, practices a lot of times don't understand. You can describe a membership plan in four lines. Like we just have these lines at the bottom of the plan, the care cards that say, this is what it is. These are sort of disclosures and anybody can read them in a minute and understand exactly what it is because it's so simple. And uh, number two is the practice or the patient is paying to practice directly the subscription. It's not, you're paying a premium to an insurer and then the insurer pays the practice. If a patient happens to come in, that subscription goes to your practice. Great. 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 Number three, you control the subscription uh, price. You control the fees. Decide what's in the plan, what's not in the plan. You design the whole plan yourself, uh, and we'll we'll provide support around that and a consult uh, to help you do that. Uh, what I really like about this, Dave, is that as opposed to insurance, there's really there's an incentive to the patient to want to come into the practice because. They've paid for something, so they're they're they've paid out of their pockets for their cleaning for that discount. So they're going to want to come in for their preventative care. And there's also in there's there's good incentive to the dentist. You you know these patients are going to show up for their appointments, and you know to take advantage of what it is that they've paid for. So I I feel like it's a win win. Absolutely. So. Patients love these because now they can understand what they're going to spend and how much it costs and they can commit to their care. So on the patient side, they're just happy that they commit to care and they know what they're paying and they just sort of get the treatment, you know, they know they need. And they, to your point, they commit to it. On the practice side, you get that patient coming in more often. And I, I mentioned earlier that uh, they'll purchase uh, about twice as much treatment as uh, an uninsured patient. And the reason is where does treatment come from? It, it comes from preventive care, right? It's it's when they're in the chair and you're doing the cleaning, that's when treatment is presented. That's when people accept treatment. And about 75% of, of treatment is accepted uh, and, you know, during their uh, during their exam. So the net is that it brings them in and they accept more treatment. Uh, and, and like I said, it's about 2X more treatment uh, accepted. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it because between, I mean, there's so many barriers to insurance. You know, there's you know, missing tooth claws, there's one year on major procedures, there's the 15, the thousand, 1500, $2,000 cap, there's the non-included services. So, I mean, everything that is insurance based has all of these, you know, it has all these barriers to treatment where having a good membership plan takes all of those barriers away. It just because it applies to everything. Yeah, and uh, we do a lot of market research, and uh, Jennifer is sort of uh, alluding to that. And one of the things we did is we analyzed the PPOs for dental practices. In addition to looking at our plan and how it compares to insured patients, uninsured patients, we actually looked at individual PPOs and practices, and about 50% of the PPOs are unprofitable for the dental practices that we analyzed. 50%. Yeah. There were some that are a lot higher than that, by the way. And the profitability was like a lot of these was like negative 30 or 40 percent it is i mean horrible you're basically paying the insurer to look at their patients that was is, is basically occurring and i just don't get it like that just can't survive and obviously they keep lowering their rates year in and year out I, I, my feeling is they're trying to put themselves out of business there's just there's no other you know that's the outcome right eventually they're out of business 
Well, go ahead, Chad. Uh, I forgot. Go ahead. Uh, well, two points to that. One, there was a, just a thing on nachos this week about another letter coming out with dental insurances lowering reimbursement rates. And, you know, from small business to small business, uh, everybody else is raising their rates, right? We're, we're now in an active state of 5.4% inflation. And yet dentists or another medical providers, it's not just us, are being sent notices from our insurance companies that the way they're raising their uh, profit center is by reducing our reimbursement rates without review. So um, this is a very hot topic. It's a very real conversation that a lot of practitioners are having. But I think in addition to that, you're offering a very unique strategy for small business to small business to be able to have those conversations and maybe solve this need on a local level between themselves. You know, we're all interacting with one another. We're in the same church, same neighborhoods and, and discussing these challenges as small business owners. So um, I think Clear came up with kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. So, you know, what you're referring to, so our the, the platform we had, you know, in the beginning was uh, practices offering membership plan to patients. And that obviously has been very successful. We have like 5,000 dentists on that platform and it's doing great and growing crazy. And in parallel to that, we, on the same platform, we released a solution that enables a practice to offer a plan, a membership plan to local businesses. And it's on the same platform. You can design the plans, you can keep them exactly the same, or you can customize the plan that you offer to employers if you want to lower the subscription or if you want to add more benefits to it, whatever. We have practices that will like add a toothbrush or you know, might lower the subscription a little bit because they're gonna bring right. their 15 employees to their to their practice. But the net is you can create your own membership plan for local businesses. And the reason we did this is we did a lot of market research and what we learned was about 65% of small businesses, about 50 employees and less do not offer dental benefits to right. so 65%. And know where the majority of employees work is small businesses, right? And so it is a huge opportunity. To your point, they are around your practice, right? They are going to the same place as you go. You'd be surprised at how many patients walk in that, walk, that work for a small business. So the net is we thought it was a perfect opportunity to address the practices need, the employer's need, and the employee's need. So when we interviewed small businesses, we did – uh, focus groups. We did one-on-one -on -one interviews. We did market research at a national level. They don't like dental insurance because it's complicated. It's expensive. They're not sure what they're getting themselves into. Uh, they know there's a lot of red tape and they don't have time to try to understand it. And they feel like that's not for me. That's why 65% of small businesses don't offer it. It's just not for them. And so we asked them, what do you want? And their reply was, we want something that's simple, affordable, and also something that I know when my employees go, they're going to get the care they need. And there was this big piece, small businesses act like families. And so their number one thing was, I want somebody who cares about my employees and is going to give them the care they need. So, yeah. and that is we created this and it's what I described. You create your own plan, just like I described with the membership plan, same thing, subscription-based, uh, front of care plus uh, discounts on other treatment. But now the employer can contribute to the employee's care. So they can give $100, $200, whatever they can afford, $50, it doesn't matter, right? They're gonna give, uh, they're, they're gonna basically contribute to offset that subscription. And then, then the employee, when they join up, is gonna pay the difference between what the employer paid and what the subscription amount is. Just to give you 
initial, we released this about a month ago. Every employer on our platform is paying the full subscription right now. <laughs> and our That's market, impressive. Our market, our market research showed that they, they said that what the employers told us was we want to pay between $200 and $300 a year. Where dental insurance is $500 a year, they said we can afford two to three. So yeah. we expected them to, and the average subscription on our platform is $350. So we were like, that's perfect, two to 300. You know, the employee has to pay another 100 or so, right? You split that across 12 months, not a lot. But we've been really surprised by every employer so far has paid the full subscription amount. And Dave, who negotiates that? So, I mean, who negotiates for, for the, so dental practice says, I want to be a part of Clear. I want to extend this to some of the local businesses. Is, is there any kind of assistance with going and speaking to these businesses? Does Clear do that? Does the dentist do that? Does How does that work? So there's two things. First, we give the practice everything they need to market to local businesses. So we'll give them brochures that they can put on their front desk. And we say, talk to every patient. Ask them, if you don't know who their employer is, do they have dental benefits? If they have dental benefits, do you like them? If uh, you'd like to get dental benefits, you might currently don't get them. Can you introduce me to the CEO or the HR manager of your company? Like have that conversation every time a patient walks in. Second thing you can do is put it on your website and advertise that you're offering this to local employers. The other thing you can do is go to a chambers of commerce meeting, right? And say, hey, I'm a, you know, a local dental practice. I'm now offering this, right? Small businesses and so on and so forth. And we actually have a playbook that we give dental practices to go do that, even how to do it like on, you know, Google ads and things like that. Um, but in addition to that, we're actually in a pilot right now where we are marketing for the practices to local businesses. So we have a database of all the local business, all businesses across the U.S. with contact information, and we're testing things. We're going to learn what works, what doesn't work, and we're, we're going to either do one of two things or maybe both. We could do both. One is we're either going to give that database and information to the local practice and then enable them to go market to local businesses, or we might do it on their behalf and then just send the businesses to them. We haven't decided yet, but we're in a pilot mode to try to figure that out. Hey, Jeff, apparently it's come to our attention that you and I suck at the news. Yeah, Chad, um, I've actually kind of known that for a while, and, and that's why what we've had to do is give people more of what they really deserve, which is more JB. So we actually have a segment now called News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. In fact, I like the idea of JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So stay tuned for that. It's its own podcast. I'm really excited about it, and guess what? There's no Chad and Jeff. That's interesting. Um, all, all of this is just fascinating to me, but I'm, I'm going to circle back just a little bit because uh, we've been offering a membership plan in our practice for like 10 years. And I, I think you hit on a number of things, but we had to get innovative several years ago before we even knew membership plans were a thing. My practice is housed right across the street from... Burlington Northern Santa Fe World Headquarters. So huge train corporation. And then we had Motorola, like right down the street. So Motorola goes out of business for all intents and purposes. They fired like 80% of their staff. I think there's still people making flip phones, but I'm not sure. Uh, they may make CVs. But Burlington Northern's huge. But Burlington Northern, when they leave, they lose their insurance. 
And so we had so many people that were coming to fruition on retirement. And I think it's just really powerful and really important for people to understand this is a great way to keep retirees in your practice. The Motorola people, when they left and they got uh, let go, they didn't have insurance. They didn't even have a job. Mm -hmm. And then so we had to figure out something for them because that was a huge portion of our practice. But what we found is that even though it was designed for those two corporations, we had a lot of millennials going, hey, what's this you know, thing? Because millennials, they don't quite, I, I mean this in the best possible way, because they think about it logically. They're like, dental insurance doesn't do much for me. My parents took me to the dentist growing up. I don't have that many problems with my teeth. I want to keep going to the dentist, but I don't want to pay $48 a month for dental insurance. What's this? And so they think about it in a very logical manner that like, if I need something one to every, every one to three years, this makes the most sense. So I, I love what you guys are doing. I love how you're helping dentists navigate this because there's so many dentists that quite honestly don't have the time or the manpower to navigate this and help spread this. Uh, this the next part of my question, and you can answer both of them at the same time, really revolves around regulation. Do you find, because I think that the way I look at it, Christian medical share, I'm going to throw that out there. Although it's a different concept, I think that they started off kind of like a clear and then they took off. And now I think they're under some regulation. Correct me if I'm wrong, but do you find that if clear grows to a certain extent that you'll be under some sort of regulation by the insurance board, even though you're not technically insurance? We, we don't think so. So we did extensive uh, legal reviews. I hired three law firms to go through state and federal regulations prior to starting clear. And we have them uh, look at things whenever something pops up. But here's the key to a membership plan and how uh, clear sort of plays in that space. So if you as a dental practice want to offer a membership plan to a, uh, a, a patient or even a local employer, there's just certain things you have to do to make you know that work. There's things like I mentioned, don't call it insurance. Exactly. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, there's a variety of things. There's, there's 30 things, but I, I want to get by that for a second. Clear, we would come under regulations if we were managing a network of dentists, right, and offering services on top of that network that enabled you to get into that network, right? And so that's what insurance does, that's what discount plans do. They're managing the pricing and the access to the dentist. We don't do that. We enable dentists to offer directly to their patients and price it and manage it. And it's not like when you go to buy a membership plan from your practice, Chad, that you see five or, you know, you know forget 100,000 dentists, right, in the network. It's just your practice. That's it. And so we don't – all the things that say, okay, this needs to be regulated, we – don't do those things. Mm -hmm. We don't control pricing. We don't control network, right? We don't control access. Um, so, and there's a, a lot of other things, but that's sort of at a real basic level why we don't come under some of the regulations that some other companies uh, do. I think that's important for people to understand because I think that's a fear that a lot of people have. Absolutely. There's, yeah. if, if I saw two big fears in a market that are completely have no basis, that's one of them. And the other one people bring up to us all the time 
is that I can't do this because my insurer says in my contract, like I can't price in a certain way, or if I price in this way, it's going to force me to whatever. It's either violating my agreement or I got to offer that pricing through the insurance uh, plan. Here's the net. We will never price you at a point where it's going to be lower than what the insurers offer. There's no chance. We have 5,000 dentists on the platform. It has never happened. It will never happen. So, and it, it, there's two things about that. One is we'll never, you know, sort of violate that sort of term that is in some agreements. But I have read a lot of insurance agreements. It's not even in 90% of them. People think it's in there. It is not. And actually, they're getting in trouble for having that type of clause in there. It's monopolistic behavior. Mm-hmm. And they're not allowed to control your pricing. So the net is it's not even a worry. Uh, it's just this thing that was drummed up that people think is there. So, Dave, will you talk about this? Because like Chad, um, probably five or six years ago, not I'm not the pioneer that, that Chad is, apparently. But maybe five or six years ago, we put our own membership plan in into effect. Um, and... Um, will you talk a little bit about, and I will tell everyone out there that it is not an easy thing to administer. So Mm -hmm. from a clerical standpoint, there are a lot of difficulties. How do I know who took the plan? How do I know, you know, which people it applies to, which one, which ones are not on it? How do we know which of the hygiene patients we need to be engaging. Which ones are on a perio plan? I mean, there's a lot of stuff to think about here. And, you know, we didn't realize that until we actually put it in and then had to feel all the growing pains of doing that. And and I will tell you, it is not an easy thing to just say, oh, we're just going to do this on our own. So will you talk a little bit about... Um, how much effort does it take for the average dentist to work with you and and develop a membership plan? What's involved with that? Yeah, it's very little work to get it set up and very little work to manage it after you set it up. So typical process for us is we will have a we'll obviously you know we'll have a demo meeting with you, we'll show you the, the platform, we'll answer your questions. That's like half hour, 45 minutes, however long you want it to be. It's a virtual meeting. Once you say yes, we want to move forward. We set you up with a consult with one of our consultants. They will sit down with you. They'll understand your practice. They'll understand your demographics. They'll understand what your goal is of a membership plan. So there are different goals for membership plans. Some some practices price them really low from a subscription basis, knowing that if I get more patients in, they're going to accept more treatment. My treatment you know, revenue will go up, which is fine. That's a strategy. Others are, I want to make profit off the subscription in addition to the treatment. Great. That's another option. And there's people who are in between. But so net is we'll, we'll sit down with you, understand your goals, understand your demographics, we'll design care plans for you. We actually have an algorithm that will help you price it. It'll give you a spectrum from low to high of where you should probably price it from a subscription standpoint. And then once that's all done, you approve the plan. It's all done virtually. We have a platform. It's all you know sort of handled inside the platform. And then once you're ready to go, then we set up a training session. It can be done on like a virtual session like this, or we actually have videos you, your team can walk through. We just want to make sure the whole team has been trained on it. We ship you a welcome kit that has brochures, it has posters, it has pens and all kinds of stuff that you know you can use. We don't charge, by the way, you don't get charged a penny for any of that. And then you're up and running once you have everything you know in, in place. We've had practices do that in days. We've had practices do that in months. It's up to the practice to decide 
how long it's going to take them to go through that uh, path. But it's very, very simple. Once it's up and running, to your point, Jeff, so when a patient joins, they actually have a website where they can see the plan they bought. They can see the what's included. Uh, they can invite family and friends to join. They can add members to it. They have a whole thing experience on their side. On your side, you have a portal. You can see all the patients, what they bought, what you know, where they are from a renewal standpoint. Uh, everything you need to know about the patient is in the portal. And then the the uh, platform itself manages everything that needs to happen. So legally, this is the, the list of 30 or 40 things you need to have in place from a regulatory standpoint. You need to notify patients of certain events. So when they first buy the plan, you need to send them a notification with the plan document, the details of the plan, and also a receipt for their purchase. Um, during the plan, like as they come up for renewal, uh, you, you have to tell them prior to renewal that if we do auto renewals on our platform, that it's coming up for renewal, it's going to auto renew. You can go here if you want to you know, opt out. Once it renews, you got to notify them what happened, you know, that they were renewed. And then, the, so the net of all that stuff is your, your practice, your team doesn't have to do anything besides enter the patient into the clear portal. And then the portal takes it from there. It also includes all the marketing materials they need. So not a, we ship you brochures, you can order as many as you want. But in addition to that, we have te- templates for email. We have templates for, uh, you know, social posts, for Google ads, whatever you need to, to promote the plan. So it makes the feedback we get from the, uh, anybody managing one a plan is it's really, really simple. They need to make it happen. Dave, thanks so much for joining us tonight. This is, this is right in my wheelhouse. These are the conversations I love to have on a weekly basis, trying to be smarter businesses and actually run our practices like businesses and, and definitely being smart about insurance companies and how we participate in that. So thank you so much for joining us and chatting about all this good stuff. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, we'll yeah. get you back. And, yeah. and, you know, as especially as your market research develops and these pilot programs start evolving, I mean, this is, um, this is not stagnant. This is an active area that we all can continue to learn from. For sure. Yeah, we, we actually have a few features. Thanks so much, Dave. Yeah, no problem. We have a few features that I haven't announced that we're going to announce in the next three months, and that might be a good opportunity. Sounds like it could be fun. We'd love to have you back. Thank That'd you so much. Yeah. That was great. Jeff, you want to close us out? Sure thing. Um, Dinks, it's that season. Remember to keep giving. Let's keep taking care of our patients. Let's keep doing the right thing. Um, thanks to you, Chad and JB. It's been a great year. Um, we're having fun. Lots of great things coming up. Um, great guests. They keep getting better and better. Dave was amazing tonight. And uh, and uh, we just look forward to seeing all of you every Wednesday at 8.30 and, uh, or 5.30 Pacific, if that's where you happen to live. <laughs> I'm sorry, Canadian sorry. Um, But uh, what a great night. What a great guest. Love you guys. And thanks to all you dinks for watching us week after week after week. So have a good night. Take care. Good night. And that wraps up another podcast for Dentists in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, Remember that we've got a great profession, so let's make it a great day, Dinks.
Hey, Dinks. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast today. Remember to rate and review your favorite podcast. Subscribe and enjoy what you like or it goes away.